Hi there, I'm Stephanie Cicerelli, and welcome to this episode of Mission Audition. Today, we'll be learning about automotive spots and hearing from a variety of talent. Our special guest joining me in studio today via Zoom is Ron Allen. Now, Ron Allen is a well-known and highly respected voiceover talent and coach from Big Voice Productions. Uh, Ron, as I said, he coaches, he trains people. Uh, you know, in pre-COVID days, people would come into the studio, which is absolutely gorgeous, by the way. Like, I just... I love it. It looks so nice. Um, but he also does training remotely. So if you have a, you know, an online tool that you're using for training, likely that Ron is using it too. He works in the Midwest and he's just an amazing person in this voiceover business that we're in. Now, Ron's got over 30 years of experience as a professional voice talent, audio producer, broadcast copywriter, on-camera talent, voice caster, and voiceover coach. So as you can clearly hear and see, we've got a lot of awesome information and insight to gather from Ron today. Some of his clients are Fox TV, ICANN TV, Genesis Communications Network, Goodwill Stores, and many others. So Ron and I first met in Columbus, Ohio at his voiceover conference many years ago. And ever since, he's been a wonderful part of our network of voiceover coaches. Welcome to the show, Ron. Well, thank you, Stephanie. It's a pleasure and a blessing to be with you and uh, everyone that's listening to the podcast today for Mission Audition. Oh, well, thank you so much. I know that this area of automotive spots is really near and dear to your heart. You do lots of this kind of work. And, uh, you know, I bet you your voice has just crisscrossed that great nation of yours in the United States. Uh, people hearing you all over the place, getting their cars off the lot and into the homes of, of those people who need them. So, uh, you know, before we dive into these auditions, um, I would really love, Ron, just because I know you, but maybe some people in our audience don't, just could you share a bit about your story with us. Absolutely happy to. Um, yes, I started uh, in small market radio and small market television shortly after that and small market modeling. So all the, uh, the talents, if you will, the industries crisscrossed and cross-promoted each other and complement each other very well. Radio was my launching board, though, for every skill that I ever learned in performance. Obviously, as a radio host, you've got to perform a show. But then as part of your job description, you've got to cut and voice and produce and even write the ads in a radio station. And a radio station is much like uh, an assembly line of commercials. Five, 10, 15 a day or more, depending on the size of the market and the volume of uh, advertisers and, of course, the salespeople that are on the street that are cranking in the orders, and the season of the year dictate the volume of work that comes in. And typically, a radio personality will have anywhere from two to five commercials a day to voice and produce. And because of that, they don't spend a lot of time on creativity. They slap it together with the music, maybe a few sound effects. In the automotive world, it's the typical impact wrench that you hear a lot, an overused sound effect. But it's crank it out, get the customer to approve it, and boom, we're on the air tomorrow or the next day. Very common for automotive spots. That's on the local level, automotive dealers. National is a different animal altogether. They sell the sizzle, the image, not the call to action. Come on down and get the sale and the free oil changes and the free uh, tire rotations as part of the add-on value-added stuff. So... It's a different approach when you talk about automotive spots between national and local. 
Those are great distinctions, Ron. And not all of us think about that as we're watching a spot on television, uh, you know, and, and certainly the radio commercials versus TV commercials for cars are different too. And I know that the job we're talking about today actually is for a television spot. So the, um, we'll be listening for the, you know, what to do or, or how an artist could better paint their words. I'm sure there's a lot of differences that come up simply just because you've changed the format, not only the market um, that people are going to be hearing the spot on. That's correct. And it's distinctive that it is a TV spot. And a lot of voice talent don't understand that it's not just audio, but video. And the video includes all the different shots and angles and and the typical shots they plan to show in the 15, 30 second spot, whatever length it may be. Well said. And I can't wait to hear these auditions today. I think we've got eight of them, if I'm not mistaken, Randy. Yes, yes, we do. And um, so we have a description of this job, and I, I do want to get into that right now because it's, it's so important. Um, you know, and as for our custom, as, as everyone here knows, every one of these companies and scripts that we're talking about, they are fictitious. So uh, this is not a real company we're talking about, but something that we have made up just for this episode of Mission Audition. And as always, the scripts are available to our listeners to use royalty-free for a voiceover demo if they should want to make one for their profile. Um, as we also have talked about in the past, you know, it's a huge part of voiceover is just understanding the brand and its target audience. So that said, here's some information about our fictitious company, Wavefront Motors. So Wavefront Motors is an independent automaker that manufactures high-tech battery-powered vehicles. This is a 15-second TV spot meant to show off the design of their new model while showing the brand's core philosophies, which are technological innovation, very important to them, a belief in renewable energy, a harmony between machines and nature being the last one. So this script calls for a middle-aged North American male voice that is authoritative, smooth, and edgy. And here's what we're asking them to do. So without coming across as too cheesy or contrived, this ad here is meant to exude the same feeling as a classic adventure film. And when we say classic adventure film, I know we've all got our own idea of what that might be. Um, The intention here, though, is more of like an Indiana Jones or Jurassic Park, that sort of, that's the um, adventure theme we're looking for. With that said, the voice is going to be bold gritty. It's got to be cool and sophisticated and sound like they're just getting this audience. They're like beckoning them to come and get in the car for the ride here, you know, buy this car. So um, I'm not going to read the script out. That's the job of our wonderful auditioners. Uh, So before we get going, um, just everyone make sure you've got a pen and a paper, something you can take notes on ready because these auditions, they're going to come fast and furious. But I'm telling you, Ron Allen is going to be just on it and he's going to give you tips that you can take to the bank and that you can put right into practice in your own studio the minute you stop listening to this podcast. So, all right, everyone ready? You got all your stuff? So here is audition number one. The future used to chase it. Now you're living in it. The Wavefront is an all-electric automobile that propels driving into a new era with sleek aerodynamic design and ultrasonic sensors that prevent collisions. There's no more getting left behind. Life short, drive fast. The future. You used to chase it. Now you're living it. The Wavefront is an all-electric automobile that propels driving into a new era. With sleek, aerodynamic design and ultrasonic sensors that prevent collisions, there's no more getting left behind. Life short. Drive fast. All right. So that's our first audition. Ron, what are you hearing? 
Okay. Um, initial impression, I wrote down some notes, but the initial impression I heard was breathy. And by that, I mean it aspirates a little too much. There's a phrase we use when I direct talent to say, less is more. Less is more. People don't really understand what that means. It means kind of throw it away, be oh, it's more subtle. I will agree that he was bold and gritty. Very good with that. Good articulation. Heard every sound that I want to hear. Uh, a little too rushed. And that might have been him going for the classic adventure film that was in the setting. But the music will help that feel. That's what you need to remember. The music in this in this kind of an ad will be a bit player as opposed to a background piece of music. The talent need to understand that there are three elements going on: the voice, the music, and the imaging in the in the shots. But blending with those other two elements is crucial. Hmm. So, Ron, on that note, um, just because I, I know that this being a fictitious spot, clearly there was no video. There wasn't anything that someone could actually put their voice to and, and try to uh, see how they fit into the overall masterpiece. Um, what kind of tip would you give somebody who literally they just come across a script just like this? There, there are no visual aids. You don't see a picture of the car, for instance, and you're certainly not knowing what the music choices are. How can a talent put their, their self forward, uh, knowing that they've done, you know, the best that they can, given they have very little to go off of other than the script and the direction. Okay, they have to look very carefully at the setup. For example, uh, the setup did say independent automaker. Independent automaker is got competition, right? The established automakers of the industry. It's an uphill battle. They've got to outspend them. The talent needs to understand this is a potential long-term engagement. If they're chosen, they could become the branded voice. And that's why the selection process is very detailed. And, and there are many people to make the actual selection, not just one person will make that, uh, that choice, a team of people. All right. Now that's that's really interesting because you have to get inside the head of that client too. Right. And part of seeing what the description is and, and understanding where they're at in terms of their position in the market is also important. So it, right. you, you have a different take on this if, say, it were Cadillac versus this up-and-comer, right? Absolutely. And understanding who would be the audience of one. Not everybody buys an electric vehicle, a battery-powered vehicle. There are people that are just tried and true, gas and oil, that's it. I will not consider a battery-powered vehicle. So it's typically the younger millennials who are considering this, and therefore the voice has got to appeal to that audience of one. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll move on to audition number two, and, and we'll listen a little more closely for what else we might discover. The future. You used to chase it. Now you're living in it. The Wavefront is an all-electric automobile that propels driving into a new era. With sleek aerodynamic design and ultrasonic sensors that prevent collisions, there's no more getting left behind. Life's short. Drive fast. Well, very pointed. Life is short. Drive fast. Uh, what do you think, Ron? Okay, he nailed the bold and gritty resonance in his voice. Maybe too much resonance, though, for the younger audience. He's got the bold and the gritty sound down, Pat. But he needs to sound a little younger. Bring that to a younger. If he can, if he can, adjust his tone 
to a younger audience, and he also should do that with pacing, too. It seems to drag a little bit, and it's not the epic adventure film that they put in there. Mm-hmm. He's relying a little too much on voice and not taking into account the music and the video that will augment the voice. Right. Um, if we could just go into more of like a, a psychological moment here. Um, what is it about the younger set that would require the talent to have less resonance? Like, is it um, how? Well, first, how would you do that? Because you did say sound younger. But does that mean that uh, the more resonance is in a voice, the older it might sound? Like, yes. just unpack that for us, if you don't mind. Yeah, that's the perception. You hit it on the head. The more resonant sounds like dad, sounds like grandpa, sounds like Uncle Bob to the younger person. How do the people sound that hang out with you? Are they nasally sounding? Are they upbeat? Do they have a smile on their face? A lot of people just have a natural smile on their face, and the voice will reflect that. We all relate to the age demographic, and the era that we're growing up in. That's why we all have our favorite music and our favorite food and our favorite trends, and it goes right along with buying a car. Does it fit my image? Well, that voice has got to fit the image. Mm -hmm. It absolutely does. And um, I know that there are people of varying ages that do buy electric cars. The question here in this spot is, is which of those groups is someone trying to hit on? So if if somebody were looking to get the um, millennial generation and getting them buying, um, they'd have to go younger. They'd skew their voice a bit more younger, you'd say? Yes, absolutely. All right. Uh, I think it's time to listen to audition number three. The future, you used to chase it. Now you're living it. The Wavefront is an all-electric automobile that propels driving into a new era with sleek aerodynamic design and ultrasonic sensors that prevent collisions. There's no more getting left behind. Life's short. Drive fast. All right. I can't wait to hear what you have to say here, Ron. Okay, initial impression was stereotypical hard sell announcer right out of the gate. If This person got listened to past the first five seconds by the people deciding I would be surprised because the initial impression, five-second rule, don't grab me in five seconds, uh, according to my description, why would I spend time listening to the rest of the read? Again, sounding a little too old. Uh, Got the bold and gritty going on. No problem there. Uh, Could stretch out a few more words for the melodramatic classic adventure film style. Uh, this person tended to cut off their sounds a little too abruptly. So a little more coloring of the words. And this will add to the cool and sophisticated read if they simply stretch out some of the words and sounds just a little bit. But it sounds too abrupt, too abrasive uh, in my ear. Very, very good points. And and it isn't that voice that we were used to 20, 30 years ago that is selling cars. It's now a different one. So we always have to keep up on the trends. And the best way to do that, as Ron said, is to be listening to your contemporaries, um, but also to understand what people are actually paying voiceover artists to do. So if you're watching a television spot, someone pay for that. <laughs> so you're going to be like, oh, wow, I guess like this was a desirable sound. They wanted to pair it with their their brand, their car, their what have you. See where you can find some patterns. Um, there are a lot of commercials on YouTube for what airs on television. So if you don't have cable, because I know a lot of people don't, they got a streaming service or what have you, you're cutting out commercials. Let me tell you, you're cutting out part of your education as a voice artist. Absolutely. You need to be getting to these spots, be it 
you know, terrestrial radio, you're listening uh, to a local radio station for those spots, or you are finding um, these ads on um, the Car Makers YouTube channel, perhaps, that might be a good spot. But uh, Ron, where would you recommend um, people go to learn more about what's trending in automotive? Absolutely. As you mentioned, Stephanie, if you don't spend time with traditional network or cable television, certainly be watching the YouTube videos that pop up before the video that you want to watch. It's very common to see 15-second quick hits, even longer ones, but the 15 seconds are the very, very common ads that I see pop up on YouTube videos all the time. You cannot get away from them, really. Take some time, and instead of hitting skip ad, take some time and immerse and gently listen to what it is hitting your, your ear. Close your eyes, and don't be influenced by the video. What are you hearing? Let your hearing dictate the style. And your memory banks in your mind will go, oh, yeah, I remember hearing about 350 of those ads this week. And therefore, that's the style I'm hearing predominantly. And it gets in your mind. You go, okay, now I need to mimic that kind of an ad that I've heard so much of lately. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And while we're here on this this little note, um, I wanted to ask you, Ron, does it make sense for someone to make an automotive voice demo? Like, would you advise if, if they want to get into the space that they have like, you know, I don't know, a little 30 second, one minute spot that they can put on their profile that, that shows people what they can do with uh, the car commercials? Highly recommend. It's called a niche demo or a niche demo, however you pronounce that word. Uh, But yes, a specialized demo for the automotive industry. Why? Because they spend the most money on advertising across the board, national, local, just watch TV and, and just jot down how many car commercials you see on an average weeknight. Bearing all that in mind, just, just how, how much more um, might a car company right now be looking for a voice that is different, a different from even what is trending right now? Because if they have to stand out, um, you know, amongst all these other spots, then they, they might be trying something new. Um, have you seen any inkling of that? Absolutely. However, they do want something unique. All car dealers want something unique. They're so much alike that they have to differentiate themselves in some way, shape or form. And that's why you should approach this as a potential long-term relationship. And the model for this, if you're watching, people like Mercedes-Benz, they typically find a talent and latch onto that talent and sign them to an exclusive contract for years. John Hamm is the current voice of Mercedes National. John Hamm has the cool, sophisticated voice, but he's not shouting at anybody. Mercedes doesn't shout. They don't have to. But they have a voice that personifies the image. And the same with Matthew McConaughey for Lincoln. And for many, many years, I think they're starting to go away from him now, but Ford F-150 has used Dennis Leary. He's got the smart butt kind of voice because they know that's who they want to walk into a Ford dealer local. The kind of blue-collar guy that they want relates to Dennis Leary's voice. People that are in, uh, we're in an age of specialization. We all type in key words when we go to the search engines, right? Well, anybody looking for a voice is going to type in the qualities of the voice that they're looking for. And boom, it's going to go right to your demo being on Google, on YouTube, anywhere they're searching for you. 
Well, those are great tips. So yes, you cannot be everything to everyone. I love that. Uh, you know, we've talked about signature voices before or your bread and butter work. That's kind of, I think, what Ron is talking about, but even on a more specialized level within the automotive sector, you know, you got to know your customer and you've got to make yourself available to that person who is searching because they won't know what your talent is if you don't tell them. Right. Um, but also have an objective ear, someone like Ron, who can listen to you and say, yeah, I think you'd be best suited for this. And and that's a part of coaching. That's that's what coaches do is they help you to understand where your voice lives and how you can best use it in the voiceover market. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's listen to audition number four. The future. You used to chase it. Now you're living in it. The Wavefront is an all-electric automobile that propels driving into a new era. With sleek aerodynamic design, and ultrasonic sensors that prevent collisions. There's no more getting left behind. Life's short. Drive fast. Hmm. This one sounded a little closer to me. Like if I'm following the little trail toward getting warmer, getting warmer, getting warmer, like this one had the younger sound that you've been talking about and could also sense it it being a little, I don't know, the voice sounded a little more close to the ground. I don't know if that makes any sense. But to me, it sounded like it was it was hitting nearer the mark, but also had a read that might appeal more to the millennials. I totally agree. Um, first thing I wrote down was, there's our cool, there's our sophisticated. But what was interesting also, unlike the other ones, was his choice of pacing. He separated the words into the phrases. So far, everybody else has kind of read through the line. But he's finding the phrases in the scripts, in the sentences, and separating those and using those to his effect. A subtle pause here and there, in other words, silence, can make all the difference. And you still make your time in 15 seconds. But by separating those phrases, you can really bring out the features of the model of the vehicle you're talking about and make those things stand apart. And that's one of the things we're talking about, being unique, finding the phrasing in each sentence and not just reading it all the way through. So that means if you don't see a comma, maybe it's time to put one in. Or you don't see a dash, Put something in there that you don't see in the copy, and that's how you kind of get into the head of the copywriter. But I agree. He's closer to uh, the mark that I think that they're uh, they're casting for. Right. And I think I love how you can insert a comma or do something different with phrasing um, than someone else may think is, you know, just the stereotypical way to do something, how to read it. Um, but something I'm noticing, and of course, our listeners don't have this benefit, but you, Ron, you know, we do, you and I and Randy, we've all got the benefit here um, being behind the curtain of knowing just how long these audition submissions are. And I'm looking at some of them here and, you know, like we're there's a 15 second spot. And some of these are clocking in at 17 seconds, some are at 20. How would someone on the receiving end, who's a producer, kind of take that? Like, would they have the patience to be like, oh, well, it came in at 20 seconds, let's say. Maybe it's really only 12 of those seconds that the talent's actually supposed to be talking, per se. I don't know. But just how generous is a producer or a casting director when they see that someone's gone long over? What would, what would happen typically in a case like this? Great question and great consideration. Yes, some of these auditions, most of them are longer than 15. That one was 20. If the producer, and this is a case-by-case, producer-by-producer, judgment, 
Some producers will say, yes, he didn't hit the mark, but boy, we sure like his style. Uh, we can tighten up on those phrasings, those slight pauses here and there, and we can buy ourselves the five seconds that we need in between those phrases, or are we willing to edit our copy? If the copy is a deal breaker, no, we cannot edit that copy. This is our final copy, and you never really know what the audition script is. If they say, nope, you have to hit the mark, or you didn't hit the mark, they might judge you and say, well, you're not experienced in TV voiceover, and that's crucial on timing, more so than radio or almost anything else in this business. So that's why you always do two takes. One a little bit long, one a little bit short. Yeah. Oh, that's that's great advice. And, and it will be a case-by-case basis because every producer is different. Sometimes someone sees potential. You know, I love that voice. We're just going to do what we're going to do and, and maybe tighten it up later. Um, those are, are great things to think about. Sweet. All right. Well, let's listen to audition number five. The future. You used to chase it. Now you're living in it. The Wavefront is an all-electric automobile that propels driving into a new era with sleek aerodynamic design and ultrasonic sensors that prevent collisions. There's no more getting left behind. Life short, drive fast. Another good read. Mm-hmm. It sounds, you know, similar to the one we heard just before in terms of its age, but what what can you share with us here, Ron? Okay, again, a uh, very good use of the phrasing initially in the first part of the script. And then he noticeably picked up his pacing as the script went along, got a little quicker. That might have been an effort to make the 15, although the whole demo reads at 20 seconds, and that's not a deal breaker either. But he was trying to set himself apart with that phrasing initially, but the feeling's got to be there that keep it moving, moving forward. This is what's going to compel the viewer in this case to not go to the fridge and get a drink. No, I'm going to be compelled to watch this commercial all the way through and listen to what this voice is telling me to maybe convince me, persuade me to consider this vehicle for my next purchase. Well, on that note, Ron, like just how uh, flexible would a copywriter or that team, that production team be with someone um, changing the punctuation or, or with the phrasing? Is is there a a kind of a line that you shouldn't cross and um, you know, punctuation is one thing, but, but what is going too far? Well, I wish there was a hard and fast rule, but the fact is it's not a hard and fast rule. Sometimes you um, obey punctuation and sometimes you disregard totally, but it's all in the uh, inflection that you put on your voice to differentiate. I call it stair stepping my way through the copy Everyone that hears an ad like this is not relating to every feature. For example, in the copy it says, with sleek, comma, aerodynamic design, comma, and ultrasonic sensors that prevent collisions. That's three or four features in the list. Everybody's not going to relate to sleek aerodynamic design. Everybody's not going to relate to ultrasonic sensors. But one person's going to say, oh, I want that on my next car. I heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and punctuation is your friend. It can tell you things. But but more often than not, it's the words kind of like what's between the words and the lines. Right. And, and you're meant to, oh, all electric. Okay, well, that means that this is a pure electric car. This is mm-hmm. like for those people who that is exactly what they want to do. They have a lifestyle, an electric car fits into it. All right, well, let's listen to audition number six. The future. 
you used to chase it. Now you're living it. The Wavefront is an all-electric automobile that propels driving into a new era. Okay, where's the rest of the copy? Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. The very first thing I heard is breathiness on the very last syllable of the first or the second word, which kind of goes to the classic adventure film, but more to a trailer style than narrating um, this kind of an ad and helping to sell a vehicle. Went a little too far to extreme to the classic adventure film. Might have been thinking, oh, this is a trailer. Mm, okay, great voice for trailers, but not really what they might be going for here. Epic sounding, yep. He's got the uh, the gritty and the bold voice, no problem there. Even the cool and sophisticated voice, although it's tending to sound to a little more mature than than this company might want. Cutting it off at 12 seconds says, uh, I'm too busy to do the rest of this copy. Or he's protecting his, his uh, audio and not wanting to give it away. A couple mm-hmm. of schools of thought to think about there and why he cut it off. Or he's trying to set himself apart from the other talent. But my perception is, uh, where's the rest of my copy and why didn't you do it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everything you just said. Um, The one part, though, that is a little puzzling is this is a mission audition read from Voices.com. It's not a real job, and you've got a whole script, and no one is going to, um, you know, take advantage of of that or or take the audio. So that, that for anyone who's listening who aspires one day to audition for one of these jobs, as we do post them from time to time, um, then don't be afraid to read what's in front of you, the whole copy, because we will more than likely be listening to the full uh, piece of copy, especially if it is a commercial that because they're so short to begin with. Uh, but yeah, I, I know that a lot of people may not want to read the whole script. They might change up some words. That's why I was asking you, Ron, like, you know, there's got to be a line somewhere where it's okay to improvise to a degree, um, but then there's just some hard and set rules where just in any, any voiceover recording, you just don't um, not read what's in front of you, or um, if, if there was any advice aside from what you've just shared, is there anything that you would advise that talent not do in an audition? Yes, if he wanted to not read the whole copy, that's okay, but definitely don't leave out the last phrase. It's typically the positioning statement, what used to be called the slogan back in the 70s and 80s. The positioning statement is the branding statement. Any advertiser wants to hear how you voice their positioning statement. Life's short, drive fast. Now, I don't know, in fact, if that's what Wavefront is, in fact, using, and they've paid an advertising agency dearly to come up with those four words, but you definitely want to showcase the fact that you will help brand their their model, their dealership, in the marketplace that everybody gets paid to do, the signature voice, and that's what you're really trying to go for. You leave that off at your own peril. Yeah, I'd say that's a huge missed opportunity because every other talent has really driven those home, like pardon the puns with our automotive spots here. But like you've you've got these this moment in time that you you literally if you've been doing this script in a, a way that has got the audience in the palm of your hand, like that's the moment where you you seal the deal. 
Like that's where they're going to be like, yeah, I'm going to go do this. Or or that that's a call to action in some ways because as you said, like you're selling the sizzle, right? Um, you, you're selling like a dream or you're trying to show them what they could aspire to. That, yeah, that's a huge missed opportunity. And you're telling a story and, you know, it's got a beginning, a middle and an end. Mm-hmm. And Make sure everyone always knows how it starts and ends, the middle, a little more flexibility there. So thanks for those points. You're welcome. Perfect. All right. So let's listen to audition number seven. The future. You used to chase it. Now you're living in it. The Wavefront is an all-electric automobile that propels driving into a new era with sleek aerodynamic design and ultrasonic sensors that prevent collisions. There's no more getting left behind. Life's short. Drive fast. Oh, wow. Well, there's another read for us to look at. Ron, what do you think? Okay, immediately I wrote down younger. He he hits the mark on the younger sound. He's got the gritty, he's got the bold, and uh, very nonchalant, very much a throwaway. He's very much talking with me, not reading to me. He's telling me a story, as you mentioned earlier. He's starting to tell a story. What about the future? He, He piques my interest, my curiosity. It doesn't give it away that this is a car ad. It could be anything about, it could be about technology. It could be about uh, planning a vacation. What is in the future as, as opposed to the past and the present? So he piques my interest the way he's got a forward motion kind of feel going on with his voice. Very good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, I think the telling the story is important. And it, when you had mentioned some of what you just said there, uh, it made me think of Apple, actually, and mm-hmm. how Apple, they, they're basically selling you something other than the hardware, right? Like, right. as you said, oh, this could be anything. This is a story about empowerment, or it's a story about freedom. It's a story about creativity. Uh, so I think that that's important is that we remember, um, you know, what are you selling? And you know, ultimately, it's what people uh, want uh, at the end of the day is not necessarily a piece of hardware. What they want is what it will do for them and how, more importantly, it will make them feel. Which we all want to know, any product, any ad we hear, what's in it for me? If you look at the words uh, on this kind of an ad, or actually most ads, they're written on an eighth grade education level. You know why? Because they're easy to understand. Those words are easy to understand. We don't need a dictionary to look up the meaning of these words. So don't overcomplicate your life. Just tell people the story about this vehicle and what it will do for them. If you overthink it, your anxiety level is going to go up, and it's going to affect your voice. It's going to affect your performance. You're going to overdo it. And quite often, uh, I land jobs when I apply what I just said. Just go ahead and perform this as if I know what I'm talking about. I'm talking to Dave. I'm talking to Steve. I'm talking to Stephanie. And hey, I know you're in the market for a car, Stephanie. Have you considered the future? You used to chase it. Now you're living in it. So I just gave you a pre-sentence or a pre-couple of sentences. And then I stopped and I went into the copy. As if I'm talking with one person who's right there conversationally with me in my studio. Imagination. Tell the story. How would you tell a story to someone that you know very well? Over coffee, over a beer, over uh, the cubicle and the next cubicle? How would you tell them about it during a break? While you're driving to the ballpark or the park itself and 
you talk to them about something that you just bought and you're driving, tell the story. Know who you're telling it to. Don't ever read the story. Yes, don't ever read the story. Oh my gosh, everyone just write that down. Get a sticky note, stick it up on your, you know, your console or your your screen and remember that every single day. Um, wow, oh my gosh, so many good tips. We've got one more audition. Want to make sure that we're listening to that one with the same ears we started with for everybody else's. Um, so ready, set, go. Audition number eight. The future. You used to chase it. Now you're living in it. The Wavefront is an all-electric automobile that propels driving into a new era with sleek aerodynamic design and ultrasonic sensors that prevent collisions. There's no more getting left behind. Life's short. Drive fast. Okay. Well, Ron, what do you think? Yeah, I use the words, uh, he's got the cool, he's got the sophisticated going on, he's got the gritty, uh, unique sound, but he tends to sound a little too old with that breathy, trailer voice. Uh, Again, remember that the music and the video will lend to that feel. Don't camp too much on those words. Uh, And again, sounding younger to appeal to that demographic that might be in the market to buy this kind of vehicle. All right. Now we have our our list of do's and don'ts for for how to do our car spots. And that being said, we've heard eight auditions, all very interesting, some common threads, but all obviously very different voice prints. Um, Ron, this is the time. Like This is when you get to choose and help everybody understand what someone like you would be looking for in a winning read. So um, obviously, we're going to leave this up to you. That's your job. So which auditioner is taking the prize today on Mission Audition? Okay, I knew you were going to ask me this. Put me on the spot. Okay, so I'm, I'm the heavy guy here. Okay, I've written um, my comments about each one, and I want to make sure that I was fair and across the board and gave the right comments, but I did circle two on this short list. I've got a shorter list, okay? So I've come down to two, and that being number four and number seven. I would have to lean, though, and give the nod to number four. And the reason is what I said was his phrasing. They were pretty even as far as gritty sounding, forward motion. They had the young, sophisticated going on. But I would give the nod on the little thing to the phrasing that he he used to his advantage. Wow. And it's the phrasing. As you said, there's there was something a little bit different, right, about that person's read. And in the automotive space, that's exactly what's needed right now. So, um, Randy, can you cue up the winning audition, please? The future. You used to chase it. Now you're living in it. The Wavefront is an all-electric automobile that propels driving into a new era with sleek aerodynamic design and ultrasonic sensors that prevent collisions. There's no more getting left behind. Life's short. Drive fast. Well, this is brilliant. Oh my goodness, Ron. So much fun to see you here. And I know you're at Big Voice Productions. Love the red shirt. I wish people could see that. This is a podcast <laughs> and they can't. Um, but, you know, it, it's just always so great to hear from somebody who has such a mastery of the work that they do and completely understands what the market needs. So thank you very much for being on the show today. You're welcome. I have one more tip if we have time. We oh, didn't get a chance yeah. to talk about this, but it's so very important. We mentioned the, the the fact that you should smile and the smile cuts on your face and in your voice. 
I tell all my students a very simple trick is to put a mirror in your booth, a very small headshot mirror, because you will see yourself either smiling or not smiling. The mirrors don't lie. It's mirror, mirror on the wall, and you can't fake it. So that's a great little tip I tell all my students. Find a space very close to where you can see yourself voicing, and you will see and you will hear the difference it makes to put a smile on your face. Absolutely. And like obviously, people who are listening are probably thinking, how do I get more tips from Ron not in this <laughs> podcast? So I want to make sure that you have an opportunity now to just let everybody know what the best way is to learn more about you and how to get in touch. Great. Uh, several ways, of course. Uh, like everybody else, I've got a website. It's bigvoiceproductions.com. And, of course, my contact information is there, but I'll go ahead and give it to you now. Email me direct, bigvoiceproductions at gmail.com. Or you can call my studio line. I'm here more often than I should be. Uh, It's 614-476-8833. So, Ron, um, what what kind of ways do you train people and, and what might set your course apart from someone else's? Thank you for asking. Number one is it's personal with me. It's one-on-one. Nobody learns uh, from a curriculum, from a book, and a one-size-fits-all way of training. What do they really want to do in voiceover? Maybe they've got a passion for audiobooks, which is long form. Maybe it's short form. That's commercial work, TV and radio. Or maybe it's medium form, industrial narrations, and things like that. I help them find what I call their money reads, and I help them steer in that direction. As Clint Eastwood said, we all got to know our limitations, right? And so I know mine, and I help my students uncover theirs and how to exploit those strengths and focus on marketing themselves, which is huge in this business. You've got to market yourself. So I focus on that. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Ron. Always a pleasure to see you. Hoping that after uh, all this is said and done, that we might be able to get together for another event sometime. That would be great. Oh, looking forward to that, Stephanie. It was a pleasure to have you here at the Midwest VoiceOver Conference back in the day when we had those conferences, back in the day when we could have humanity gathering and (laughs) we're willing we'll get there again. I hope so. Yes, we are all still recording from home, but you have uh, an amazing studio. Again, I I wish people could see this. Perhaps we could tweet out a photo of it when the podcast goes so everyone can can understand um, just the the great studio that you've put together and and who they'd be studying with. So again, um, thank you, Ron. Thank you to Randy, our producer. uh, And thank you all for listening. I'm Stephanie Cicerelli. This is Mission Audition. We look forward to hearing from you on social media. And also, as you know, you can go to our blog to get the script that you heard today, voices.com slash blog. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you again soon.